Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to A to Z Sports, powered as always by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media as we are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network going live weekday mornings at 8 central time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Link to the show segment by segment on our Twitter X timeline. Also hit us up on Instagram, TikTok, and threads for more great Titans content. We got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us and they help out all of you like Wilson County Hyundai, wilsoncountyhyundai.com is where to go to make them a part of your new car buying process. The Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Farm Bureau Health Plans, get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans. That means better coverage rates and service when you start your process at fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. The OR app, keeping us safe online. You can get a two-week free trial with our sponsor at uh, using our link, Aura.com slash ATOZ and Krebs Kubota, an elite Kubota dealer with three great locations in the mid-state. That's Murfreesboro, Franklin, Columbia. Their website is KrebsKubota.com. So Zach, uh, the elephant in the room is Christian Fulton. And we will discuss a lot of Christian Fulton today uh, throughout this show. He's going to be a part of it. His bad season and a contract year continues. Typically the opposite of what you see from NFL players in contract years, usually go out and play well and earn a deal, but Christian Fulton's trending another way. We will discuss that at length here momentarily, but uh, the Titans lose 23 to 16 Zach Moss on the day after Jonathan Taylor gets a bunch of money from the Colts. Zach Moss runs uh, for 165 yards and two touchdowns altogether. Zach Moss had 195 yards from scrimmage on 27 touches. If you include 30 pass uh, catch yards, Zach Moss beat the Titans, the Titans beat the Titans, and the Titans are two and three. And let's go to head coach Mike Vrabel on, you know, why you lose. That's why you lose, right? That's, you know, so if you don't score in the red zone and you don't stop the run and you don't get off on third down, you, you, you're probably going to lose. I don't, I'm not trying to be funny by any means, but though, that's what happens and you know, makes it really hard to, to win. When we don't do them, sure, I'm concerned, right? You know what I mean? I got to go find out why. And, you know, was it, pre- you know what I mean? They blocked us too. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, you know, so we'll figure out why they blocked us. And, you know I mean? It, we, we were, we had pass rushers and guys going and they will figure out what, what it was and, you know, how we can be better. So there's Mike Vrabel. The Titans did not stop the run, uh, gave up a ton of rushing yards to Indianapolis. Uh, they did not score touchdowns in the red zone. One touchdown, four red zone trips on the day, and they could not get off the field on third down against Gardner Minshew, who came in uh, after Anthony Richardson went down. And I don't know if you saw the re- report this morning, Anthony Richardson reportedly having a grade three AC joint sprain in his shoulder, his throwing shoulder, that from Ian Rappaport. So he's going to go to IR, probably going to miss at least a month or so on that. But uh, the Colts were eight of 13 on third down. That's a losing recipe. We talk about the winning formula that Mike Grable has 
in all of our post-game shows with Adventure Science Center. They did not do very well in the winning formula for Mike Vrabel. Zach, uh, what do you think about the co head coach's statement there and the game as a whole? Well, real quick on Anthony Richardson. I felt like when he got hurt, that was going to be a negative thing for the Titans because yep. you now have an efficient, experienced backup quarterback. He doesn't have... You know, Minshew doesn't have the skill set or athleticism to, you know, make unbelievable plays, but he didn't have to. All he had to be was good enough to manage the football game. He managed them to a win. So Real quick on that, because I, I, I was live on TikTok for basically the whole first half, and I was on there, and as soon as Richardson went down, and it was very clear that he wasn't coming back, I said, Gardner Minshew is going to beat the Titans. I yeah. and it's it's live on TikTok with some of you guys who watched me the first time doing that that we'll build on. I, I immediately knew Gardner Minshew will beat the Titans because you, you we talked about it later in the week. The whole time, the whole week, you're game planning for how you rush a guy like Anthony Richardson, and then you completely flip the script on yourself when Gardner Minshew comes in the game. And they almost got to him a couple of times, but Minshew. Ended up making the throws. He did yeah. not make the mistake. His pass rate was like 115 or something. So, like, you know, he, he was he was exactly what the Colts needed in that spot. Now, here's with a backup quarterback. Can he consistently do it over a month, right? Or is he gonna be two and two, one and three, one and four? Like we don't know what his record's gonna be. He we'll beat find the Ravens out. a couple weeks ago. He he did. He's proven that, but consistency, right? There's yeah. a reason why he's a backup quarterback. So that, that's on that side. For the Vrabel side, I think that the frustration in Vrabel's voice in that press conference, which is very understandable, is the Indianapolis Colts beat the Tennessee Titans the way the Tennessee Titans usually beat their opponent. They won at their own game. And that was unique for a Titans team. Usually they don't get hit in the mouth by a running back, dominate, and not force turnovers, not force mistakes, and have extended drives like the Colts had. I said this last week, and it is the truth. The Titans are a 20-17 to 17 get team. They are, and they always will be. They're not a 30-point offense like we saw in 2020. They're not that team. They are a 20-17 to 17 team. They average 17 points per game, and they can win or they can lose, but if you play like they played and defensively, play like they played at the end of that game yesterday you're gonna lose nine times out of ten yeah uh absolutely and so it, look it was pretty pathetic i thought you know, the titans absolutely missed tr tart uh when it came to run stopping uh because he was out with his knee injury and zach moss had himself a day uh and you know it was really a painful thing to watch the titans get a dose a heavy dose of their own medicine especially in a game the titans should have won the tennessee titans should be a better football team in the year 2023 than the Colts. But the Colts were better yesterday. And you heard a lot of Titans players say that in the locker room. The Colts are better today. Uh, one guy didn't say it. We'll talk about him a lot later. But the, the Colts were way better than the Titans were. And so we'll talk about a lot of reasons on, on why the Titans lost. And you've got your singular reason that we're going to get to. Jeffrey Simmons, that scare with the shoulder, I thought they yeah. were going to be in deep trouble if he wasn't going to be. Because Tart didn't play right he, he wasn't yeah, dressed active yeah so you already saw the impact of that early on when Al Shair you know that, that, that was a scary moment I rewound went on the TV I was like I gotta see what happened but Simmons was able to come back I don't know how what the extent of that is did he just shake it off is he fine
but there was a gap in the center of the Titans defense, which is unusual uh, that we've seen in the past. And the Colts and Zach Moss took advantage of that. Yes, they absolutely did. So uh, we heard from Mike Vrabel there. Let's go ahead and ask our question here, Zach, to get you guys uh, more involved here. Because, Zach, you, in our pre-show meeting with Sam uh, and us two, you're like, I got the singular reason why the Titans lost the Colts. So let's ask everybody, what's the singular reason why the Titans lost to the Colts yesterday, 23-16 to 16 was that final score. But first, Krebs Kubota, they can help you out with any of your equipment needs. KrebsKubota.com is their website to go check them out. They are an elite Kubota dealer with three great locations in the mid-state. That's in Murfreesboro, Columbia, and in Franklin. Again, their website, KrebsKubota.com. By being an elite Kubota dealer, you get the best equipment in the industry and the best warranties in the industry. You know, it, sometimes I think GMs wish they could have a warranty on first and second round draft picks, but that's not how that works. But it does work very well when it comes to your equipment with Krebs Kubota. They've also got the best customer service in the industry too uh, with the Krebs family name. They've been serving Middle Tennessee for over 18 years and they have three great locations. Again, Murfreesboro, Franklin, and Columbia online at KrebsKubota.com. AZ Sports, we're powered by BetMGM. Had a little up and down weekend on BetMGM. Had my highs and then last night had my lows as I had the Cowboys plus three and a half. Thought they were going to play a lot better than they, they actually did. Uh, 49ers are damn good. Uh, real good. The Eagles are real good. Both teams undefeated. Uh, you can get it on the action tonight. You got Raiders Packers tonight in Las Vegas. A to Z Sports is the bonus code. They are the king of the sports book. All right, so what's the singular reason why the Titans lost to the Colts? Zach, you, so you, you I, state let, you have the answer. Let me take over real quick. Before we get okay. to the singular reason, because we've got a lot of things running through, yeah. uh, I, I do want to say and I thought we, the, one word. I think Kevin Byard describes the one word perfectly. Kevin Byard tells us the one word of the game. I know Jack and Sam did the postgame show yesterday, asked, you guys, one word. I'm curious what your one word is, Austin. But Kevin Byard literally tell because that's what I usually do. When things go wrong, where do you go? You go to the leadership. Who's in charge, right? Because they have the responsibility. When things go awry, whether it's a company, whether it's a team, who's going to put out the fire? They usually know the singular reason. You go to the coach and the most efficient leadership-driven player. That's Kevin Byard. Kevin Byard tells us. Right here, his one word. Uncharacteristic. Uh, apparently, that's what I, Kevin Byard. Could you guys not hear that? It looks like the comments said that no, there was no sound on the Kevin Byard audio, which makes no sense uh, because that was cut the same way uh, that the Vrabel video was cut when we had audio. So I, I don't understand why it was. I, I don't know. I, I heard, I heard every it. word of it. I heard every word that he said. One word and all the words. So I don't know why that, that maybe Zuckerberg. I mean, there's silence for a period no, of this time. This is not Zuckerberg. It's YouTube. It's Facebook. It's everybody saying there's no audio. So I have no idea why that didn't cut audio because Zach and I had audio. So, all right. So well, I'll, I will characterize what Kevin Byard said. The point I was trying to get to was the main point that he said to start is uncharacteristic. I thought that the Titans were very uncharacteristic of how they want to play football. And Austin, I'm going to extend this on both sides of the ball. We talked about their run defense. Their run defense is usually what they hang their hat on. How many times in the broadcast did Archuleta was like, their run defense, what about their run defense? This The middle of their defense is really good to stop the run. We know that. 
But that was really, really bad. And if you can run the football, you can control the clock. And the Colts did that at the end. Austin, another thing that I saw yesterday, uncharacteristic on the offensive side, I, I didn't think this was like the worst thing in the world, but didn't you feel like they were more of a pass-happy team than their traditional run sets that we are used to, at least Tim Kelly in the short term of what we've seen this season? I felt like it was a different style of offense. Now, the problem is they didn't score many touchdowns. They scored one and kicked a bunch of field goals. So it's the same old Titans offense, but it was different in a sense. I know they didn't win, but still, I think it goes to Kevin Byard's one word and my one word, which is uncharacteristic within those two facets, at least. Yeah, it was very strange. Uh, yeah, I think my one word was was just like whiffed. I mean, because you whiffed on an opportunity to take a hold of the AFC South and you whiffed on Zach Moss all the time uh, throughout that game. And, and so I don't understand, uh, you know, if you want to, I don't understand why the defense was so bad. And I don't know if the, is this a one-off? Is this a situation where the defense has just had a, a completely awful day and that's not who they are? Because we've talked throughout that, hey, this is the best run defense over a seven-game stretch in the NFL history since 2007. That, that was a real stat on that sliding 17-game stretch. They hadn't allowed a 100-yard rusher in a long time until Zach Moss did it damn near the first half. And so that was very uncharacteristic, but also whiffing on a, on a massive opportunity. As for the offensive point that you made, I didn't have a problem with the play calling, really, until the tail end of that game because they moved the ball quite a bit. And there's, there's like, we always talk, if you've watched our show for the seven years we've been doing it on this platform, excuses and reasons. There are both exist. And there's a fine line between what is a reason and what is an excuse. I do think there are a couple reasons why they went one for four scoring touchdowns in the red zone. And it's really easy to pinpoint once you go back and look at it. But in the moment, you're like, why is it so difficult for this team to score touchdowns in the red zone on the road? Because right now, they've got one in three games. <laughs> one touchdown on the road in three games. And it took a trick play to do it. <laughs> you know, it's like they haven't been able to score traditional touchdown on the road. It's kind of nuts, but well, that's right, the so, Titans. They're a field goal team. They always have been. Yeah, but I, at home, they, they don't always have won't be. They scored 21 points in the second quarter against the Bengals. At home, they scored three touchdowns. Yeah, the but that's not consistent. Just like the Cowboys scored 40 plus points and they get boat raced. Like, that's not it, my it, point. You're like, you're taking my point at like, my point is, the Titans have problems scoring inside the red zone and there's a lot of reasons for it. And there's not like, there's not one reason why it's, it's a bunch of different things. It's a lack of, it's not having a very wide margin of error is what it is. Okay. Let's get, get to the singular reason why the Titans lost to the Colts. I'm going to read some comments because yeah. I think it was a singular moment. It, you know, they're talking about reason where we knew we were going to get Christian Fulton with Sioto coming in there. Uh, Shane Bowen coming in there from uh, Roy, not scoring touchdowns from Mike. Uh, Orlando says there's no singular reason. Some other comments. Brett says red zone, run defense, defense in general from Jaron. It's just so weird to hear these comments because you usually don't put it on the defense. But yesterday, the defense was bad. Rush defense from Scott, red zone from Brad, Fulton from Shakur. Uh, Fulton from Jay, Shane Bowen from Steven, execution from Eric, uh, run defense from Pistol. Vrabel says Eric, because we suck from Michael. 
Uh, Jonathan says everything. Execution from Tyler. Defense. Defense with MIA. <laughs> Colts offensive line, which the Col- you, you do have to tip your cap to the Colts offensive line because and they played. Yes. yes. They played really well. And yep. there's reasons, right, of why the run defense may have been as bad as it was. Maybe, you know, you credit both uh, other sides. The defense was set suspect. Lack of tackling, scoring field goals, not touchdowns. So here is, here is, I thought you, and the NFL does this. I think it's one of the best things that the NFL films came up with, which is turning point, right? The Mm -hmm. turning point of this game is the easiest thing to point out. It is fourth and two, almost about to score in the red zone. And I believe. The play calling overall, I didn't have necessarily a problem with him. I thought it was very creative from Tim Kelly. But I thought on fourth and two, you got too cute and you did not do what your identity has shown Shane, or excuse me, Tim Kelly over the last two years he's been a part of the organization. You could have gotten a wildcat. You, I mean, you could have pulled Jeffrey Simmons in there. You probably wouldn't have done that with his shoulder. But you can go big boy football Instead of lining up in the shotgun, I thought it was the smart decision to go for it on fourth down because I think that if you take the points there, I, I don't. I think the same outcome probably happens and you don't win the game. Your defense was performing uncharacteristic all game long up until that point, but I thought that the turning point and the singular reason why they lost was that play on fourth and two. I think if you get in the the end zone, it's a completely different game. Completely yeah. different game. Because you take the damn lead. <laughs> but that play call was the singular reason, and the rest of the game showed that. All right. Because they didn't get another opportunity. They got no oh. – the, the last opportunity they got, though, Austin, what what do I always say? What do you do – and I usually say this with Sam. What do you? Where is Derrick Henry – with a minute left and no timeouts, and you need to go get seven points. Guys, chat, chat, this is my example. We finally got my example that I've been preaching all summer long. Where's Derrick Henry with a minute left and no timeouts? This is reality, and you need to go get a touchdown, not a field goal. I sat there, and I was like, this is it. Well, Derrick Henry's on the sidelines because he can't do a damn thing. So I have a uh, – I want to take what you said. I don't think that's the singular reason why the Titans lost the Colts. I think there was a lot of other reasons why, but that was a big one, right? And the failure by the Titans on fourth and one is the Titans as a franchise, a microcosm for this franchise's failure to adapt to today's NFL. I'm going to expand on that, but first, Zach, tell everybody about Farm Bureau Health Plans. Yeah, FBHP.com is where to go to get your new health plan. I got my new health plan years ago, and I'm glad that I did. I still have Farm Bureau health plans because I believe in their plan and I believe in their coverage. 200-plus locations across the state of Tennessee, health, dental, and vision. They've been in business over 75 years. If you are a Tennessean, you should go check this out. At least get a quote. There's no pressure to absolutely change, but I got a quote. I looked at the coverage. I looked at the plan. And I said, this is kind of a no-brainer. This makes the most sense for me. It can make the most sense for you and your family, whether it's you individually 
or you've got wife, kids, you've got husband and kids, doesn't really matter. 200 plus locations across the state of Tennessee. It's FBHP, Farm Bureau Health Plants, FBHP.com slash A to Z. And with BetMGM, you can win with our bonus code. We got two of them. We've got ATOZ200. So if you sign up using our bonus code ATOZ200, you get uh, $200 in bonus bets instantly if you sign up with ATOZ200 and place a $10 money line wager on any pro football game. That wager doesn't have to win. You can lose, but you're still going to get $200 in bonus bets instantly just for signing up with BetMGM. That's with code ATOZ200. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older. Tennessee only new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and other requirements. First online room money wager only. Words issued in knowledge bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days. And for problem gamble support, call Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. So, Zach, you said the singular reason why the Titans lost is because they failed to get fourth and one at the five-yard line with eight minutes left in the game, trailing by four, right? If they get that, they have a great chance, four more downs to score a touchdown, to take a three-point lead, and then potentially take off another minute, maybe two minutes uh, from the clock in doing so, right? And you have Derrick Henry. Yeah, and it's fourth and one, <laughs> Who right? traditionally scores if you run them the correct way. Uh, Zach, what was the formation the Titans tried to run on fourth and one uh, from the five-yard line? Shotgun. Zach, uh, if you watched our show, you know I've married into a Philadelphia Eagles family. Well, yesterday, I watched the Eagles beat the Rams with my brother-in-law, my mother-in-law, and my wife. We met up and, and watched the game together. The Philadelphia Eagles are dominating the NFL right now, and they're also going to force a rule change. The tush push will no longer be allowed next year. But guess what? It's allowed right now. How many times have the Titans attempted to run a tush push? Zero. This is another example of the Tennessee Titans being stubborn as hell and not taking what the league is giving you, right? The Tennessee Titans are, are refusing, refusing to adapt to every NFL rule that benefits the offense and making offense like root canals. They did it against the Browns. They've done it now yesterday. If it's fourth and one, get your ass under center and go do it. Your whole thing about Aaron Brewer being as tough as a $2 steak, run behind him on fourth and one. Do a quarterback sneak, damn it. It's fourth and one. Get Derrick Henry's six foot four, 265 pound ass and push Ryan Tannehill. Go get one yard. What are you doing? Everybody is doing it. So do it. It's not going to be allowed next year, but it is right now. Why are you so stubborn to not do something? That's working like the, the Jalen hurts and the Eagles must have ran it four times yesterday. And the whole bar channel fly Eagles fly because it was successful every time, every time. So why can the Tennessee Titans not just be like, okay, something's working in the league. Let's do that. Instead trying to make it as difficult as possible. It's one yard. The game is on the line. Go get the one yard. Don't spread out and shotgun five wide motion, Derrick Henry back and try to run your ginormous running back out of the shotgun. If you're under center with Derrick Henry behind you, even if you don't want to tush push, you at least have the idea of a quarterback sneak to catch him off guard because they're expecting Derrick Henry. I don't understand why the Titans make it so hard on themselves. Well, and what do the Eagles do? They get A.J. Brown and Dallas Goddard right in a wing team formation. Yes. And they just push. Get Jeffrey Simmons and Derrick Henry in a push. small wing tee and Ryan Tannehill under center and push his tush. Like, I mean, you, I, 
it hit me yesterday. It hit me yesterday in like the fourth quarter, the Eagles win over the Rams. Like, why haven't the Titans attempted this? Are they that are they that stubborn? Ryan Tannehill's really good at quarterback sneaks. Do you guys remember a time in Ryan Tannehill's career as a Titans quarterback that he has not gotten a quarterback sneak? He's long, he's tall, he's strong, he's athletic. He can do it. He's very good at it, but you don't do it in that moment. I don't get it. Instead, you line up in shotgun. Well, that's why that's why I'm saying the singular reason why they lost, I believe, was that moment. Whether they did the tush push or they did the wildcat or they just ran in a single back formation and handed the ball off to the right side or the left side or run run right over your first round pick, Peter Skaronsky, right? You drafted Something. him for a reason. Do like that, and that's where I thought that they lost the game. Now, was it odd? And I would say I'll answer the question yes, because it's uncharacteristic for then the Colts to get the ball back and run seven minutes and three seconds off of a 14 play drive all the way down and use up all the Titans' timeouts. Like that was unique, but you're close to the end zone. And the Titans have already told us traditionally this year, they don't consistently get across that line. Yeah. So yeah. they should have handled that differently. And I thought that was the turning point of this game. And ultimately they lost this game. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I agree. And so like, is that the, is that one play the singular reason why they lost? I think no, so. I, I think, I think the theme, the singular reason of why they lost the game is because they only had one touchdown and four red zone trips because the Titans. Yeah, but defense, that happens quite no, no, a bit. Well, hold on, hold on. But I'm going to go. De- I'm going to go deeper into this too because the, the Tennessee Titans defense. Somebody commented this. I forget where it was on one of our social platforms, saying the Titans defense held the Colts to 20 points for 99.9 percent of that game. That should be enough, especially if you're giving up all those yards, but you still hold the Colts to 20, you should be able to score more than 16, especially if you get in the red zone four times. Austin, they average 17.6. No, I, I, I know. That's what, but like <laughs> I'm saying, but the problem is it's the red zone scoring is a massive problem. And if you go back and look at it in the red zone, and I was again, live on TikTok for the first half, basically the whole first half um, from the Titans first possession on, they moved down the field all the way down in that first drive. They get down there. They were they got down there by being successful on first down, whether it was a play action pass or a run to Derrick Henry. They got them in second and good spot to then continue to progress the drive. On first and ten in the red zone, that's when they tried the Derrick Henry uh, toss pass to Hopkins, and he missed it by two inches. Right? Oh, you know what? I had ten dollars on DeAndre Hopkins score the first down plus a thousand. It got me a hundred bucks. I was a toe away yeah. from a hundred bucks. And and Derrick Henry, to his credit, said he should he should have got the ball rid of the ball sooner. Right? He was a hair. He's not late. a quarterback, right? No, he's a hair late. And so, but again, that put them at second and ten in the red zone. Then they end up kicking a field goal. Then the other two times they got down there and couldn't do it, they got penalized on first down. Uh, twice, and so they got into first and 17, and then first and 20. That led them to kicking field goals. Ryan Tannehill talked about this. And then you had the one-yard stop on fourth and short. So those are their failures, are Derrick Henry barely overthrowing uh, DeAndre Hopkins on a trick play that got them behind uh, on second and 10. And second and 10 on the 15-yard line is a tough spot to be in because it's very condensed. And then being first and 20 and first and 17, those lead to field goals just about every time. All right, let's read some super chats. Uh, Kick It to the King Production says, as 
for as bad as the rush defense was, the oh, defense yeah, held the Colts to 20 points, you know, yeah. 99%. I knew of the I game. saw it somewhere. You got to score more than one touchdown. Yeah, that was worth that was jackpot bucks right there. Yeah, There's, it yeah, was. Right uh, you got to score more than one touchdown on offense to win games. I wouldn't have forced Fulton to fly commercial where he would have forced. We'll talk about Christian Fulton here later in the show. Um, Landon says, question of the day, how many off seasons does it take to fix the cornerback position? We will address that here a little bit late, later. Uh, we can answer late- that question for the Titans. So far, they've racked up quite a bit of off season. So that's actually yeah. a pretty good question from Landon. As many licks as it takes to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop. Uh, Amnesia says, just like last season, the Titans cannot beat above 500 teams. Dumb penalties kill this team. Kick of the King Productions also says 638 days since they scored 28 points in a game. That's a long, long time. Man, that is a long, long time. I think instead of days, because there's like, there's more days in a year that are off season than there are in season, right? So but, I but think we should go. Sobering. <laughs> I think we should score go in or out. Games, how many games have the Titans play without scoring 28 or more? That's just as long. Uh, let's see. Elks, who is uh, Big Ten Jeff, says this is his burner account. Imagine if the Titans took a wide receiver instead of reaching for Will Levis. It's D hop or nothing when passing. Also, thanks uh, for Josh Downs. And Big Ten Jeff brings up Josh Downs, and it will mm-hmm. probably get to him here in the next segment. I mean, you talk about a guy that ate lunch all day. That was a really incredible performance. Josh down six receptions, 97 yards, an average of 16.2 off of six targets with a long of 38. He ate all day and in key moments too. I think that was also a big, big deal for there. Uh, Andre says bad coaching of a bad roster is a problem. And Kane says, y'all have access to ask. So ask why bring in, Simmons for a trick play, but not get one yard, or is that too aggressive for y'all? Uh, look, Kane, I think, and I mentioned this in that situation, Jeffrey Simmons had already hurt his shoulder. We yeah. don't know the extent. You don't know what the training staff talked to the coaching coaches about, but that's a pretty good assumption that you're not going to bring in your best singular player on defense to play offense and run his body forward into guys when he he could possibly have an injured shoulder. Yeah, you want you want Jeffrey Simmons to be able to play any defensive snap you can. So especially I, look, the I, way you run defense. Yeah, if he was if he was healthy, then I, I think you're you're onto something there. But not in that spot. I think I think there's a because I don't think Vrabel was asked. It was hard to hear the questions in the post game presser with how they had it set up in Indy. But I don't think Vrabel was asked about that particular decision. But that's a good question for today. And uh, Sam will be at the Titans press conference at noon today to see what Vrabel has to say about that uh, particular thing. And Ramon, we'll get to Fulton here uh, and transition because that's going to be a big conversation. You know, where was Kyle Phillips? The only, I saw him on punt return and I saw him get overthrown by Tannehill. Yeah, 14 snaps on offense. Look, I think just like the Colts did with Jonathan Taylor, easing him back in, the Titans are doing the same thing with Kyle Phillips. And look, Kyle Phillips not being out there is not why the Titans lost the game either. No, no, no. (laughs) Oh, man. All right, are we ready to talk Christian Fulton? (laughs) Yes. Because we have uh, delayed the inevitable long enough here on the show. It's time to discuss uh, Christian Fulton. We're going to hear 
uh, from Mike Vrabel and Christian Fulton on his issues. Uh, but first, I'm going to tell you guys about the Aura app. Our sponsor, Aura, can help you out and stay safe online. Aura is where you should turn to get data brokers out of your life because data brokers is who profits off of selling your information to spammers and telemarketers and robocallers. And Aura identifies those data brokers. For me, it was 30. 30 data brokers sharing my information against my will. Uh, Aura stripped out my information from those data brokers, and now I don't get spam calls. I get way less junk emails for lists I never signed up for in the first place because Aura is protecting my information, and it took five or six days for Aura to get rid of those 30 data brokers. We're going to give you a two-week free trial with our link, Aura.com slash A-T-O-Z. That's our link with our sponsor, Aura, Aura.com slash A-T-O-Z. They've also got great uh, credit identity theft monitoring, password management and protection. If you've got kids on the devices at home and the Wi-Fi, parental controls for all those devices as well. So use Aura. So easy. And a two-week free trial goes a long way. Aura.com slash A-T-O-Z. It is the sports powered by BetMGM. Download the app today in your Apple or Android app store. Use the bonus code A-T-O-Z sports. That's A to Z sports. That bonus code will get you, and this is huge, up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet misses for new users. So take advantage. Download the BetMGM app today. All right, so Christian Fulton was clearly a problem. Let's go to Mike Vrabel when he was asked by Buck, uh, very specifically, did you think about sitting Christian Fulton uh, during that game? And I thought Vrabel was very honest with his answer. Yeah, there was there was thought. You know, I thought you know, wanted Christian to challenge and, you know, do his job. And, you know, the double move is one thing. You know I mean? They double moved him and, you know, we're – I coached them even at halftime. I said, if they double move you, you know, try to make sure that you're square and that you're, uh, you know, that's how we can play it. And the referee thought he slid over, you know, late, but, uh, you know, we just got to make sure that we keep our eyes on our man and, and not, uh, not in the backfield, you know, man coverage. It's, we're not going to intercept the football in man coverage. Uh, our job in man coverage is to not let our guy catch the ball and, you know, if the ball gets tipped, then the post safety is going to probably intercept it. But we can't go, you know, looking for interceptions in man coverage. You just, your eyes will be in the backfield too much. Hey, you have a second to talk to Christian. You know what I mean? Like what I told you, his eyes were in the backfield on the one with Pittman. You can ask Christian. Like other than that, I'm not, you can ask him as soon as I finish up. Do you, you want to say anything before we ask Christian? No, let's ask Christian. All right, let's ask Christian. Uh, he pushed me over. Um, thought I was square, so it's part of the game. Thought of me personally, bad car, so life is a DB. And that's what it is. What is starting to go wrong? You know, typically, you're a very technically sound player, yeah. but you know some things aren't happening. What's what's going into that? I mean, I feel like I was very sound today. I mean, besides one play, you know, with the one with 11, when he caught the, the out or whatever, it was on me, I guess, bad eyes. But for the most part, I think today was, you know, technically sound. Obviously, they made some plays or whatever, but um, I mean, it's hard when you got to play against, you know, the refs and the, the DB. I mean, as the end of receivers, but life is a DB. And, you know, I'm going to keep stepping every time. So I'll be back next week. Is that play with Pittman, that, that was that was managed basically just been a move or the one you were talking about? Oh, uh, yeah, he just gave me, he gave me a double move. I mean, 
Like I said, if you own everything, they're going to try to do double moves on you. So, I mean, that's what I got to start expecting now, I guess. You, you feel so that was Christian Fulton. Uh, there was not a lot of good uh, words that came out of Christian Fulton's mouth right there. Um, so, look, I, I think Mike Vrabel clearly explained the problem with Christian Fulton. Christian Fulton is not playing man defense the way he's taught. But then Christian Fulton says when Teron asked him, like, usually you're pretty technically sound. He was not technically sound. That's what Mike Vrabel said in his answer. He's got his eyes on the quarterback playing man defense. And I don't, if I, if you start playing cornerback when you're seven years old, as soon as the Pop Warner quarterback has an arm strong enough to throw the football, you learn when you're playing man defense, eyes on your guy. When you're playing zone defense, eyes on the quarterback, right? But Christian Fulton's trying to get a little greedy. And this to me, you know, I said earlier in the show, Christian Fulton in a contract year, usually guys play well in contract years. We've seen that a lot throughout the Titans history, right? Uh, Harold Landry being the latest. And Christian Fulton's not. Christian Fulton is playing for interceptions because he thinks interceptions might get him paid. But Christian Fulton's burning his team by playing for interceptions in man defense by not being technically sound. I don't know if he's playing for interceptions. I don't think that's that what category. Mike Vrabel is saying, though. That's what I like. I am diagnosing, I am interpreting Mike Vrabel's words and translating them out to Mike Vrabel is saying Christian Fulton. But Mike Vrabel's not saying that. No, he no, he literally did. I'll play it again. I'll play it again. And we'll listen to what Mike Vrabel said about why Fulton's having issues. Yeah, there was there was thought. You know, I thought you know, wanted Christian to challenge and you know do his job. And you know, the double move is one thing. You know, I mean they double moved him and you know we're I coached them even at halftime. I said, if they double move you, you know, try to make sure that you're square and that you're, uh, you know, that's how we can play it. And the referee thought he slid over, you know, late, but, uh, you know, we just got to make sure that we keep our eyes on our man and, and not, uh, not in the backfield, you know, man coverage. It's, we're not going to intercept the football in man coverage. Uh, our job in man coverage is to not let our guy catch the ball and, you know, if the ball gets tipped, then the post safety is going to probably intercept it. But we can't go, you know, looking for interceptions in man coverage. You just, your eyes will be in the backfield too much. That's exactly, so Mike Vrabel said that because Buck asked the question. And Mike Vrabel was talking to Buck like Buck was Christian Fulton. That's exactly what Mike Vrabel, I'm sure he said with different language to Christian Fulton, I'm sure, is what do you, you're like, you remember a couple weeks ago when Mike Vrabel said, do your job? Like, how does Christian Fulton get better? Is it do your job? And doing your job is by playing the coverage it's called, not by trying to play for yourself. And Mike Vrabel also said in that press conference that guys jumped gaps in the run game trying to make a play. The Titans' defense yesterday, and when they've been beat, is playing for themselves. Rashad Weaver did it too. Rashad Weaver, supposed to set the edge, jumps inside the right tackle. Zach Moss bounces out for 11-yard run on first down. So this Titans defense, the young guys are playing for themselves. And Christian Fulton is playing to get interceptions in man defense, and he's getting toasted. It's pretty clear. How much, and this is a question, how much do you think that, and I I believe after watching the Titans now for, for five weeks, this pass rush is not the same that I think we originally thought of getting to the quarterback. How big of an impact is that having I'll, on the secondary? I'll, I think it's they correlate together, right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm not, and this is no, not an out. It's a great question. No, I will say this 
on Christian Fulton's behalf. And this is the only thing that I will say on Christian Fulton's behalf because he's playing very bad, very poorly. It is life of a DB. The problem, like life of a DB is tough, right? Especially in this passing league when you've got guys that can catch the football, get open, they know the routes you don't, you're playing off of their their moves in your defensive call. But then as life of a DB, the problem is, is that this has happened too much in five weeks. Yeah, and and you've heard me say it a hundred times, like everybody expects their quarterback to complete 70% of their passes, which that means they, they expect the other DB to only stop at 30% of the time. So yeah, I, and I am very forgiving of defensive backs and corners in general, typically, but I've had enough of the Christian Fulton stuff because the excuses of blaming the refs is ridiculous. Yeah, it, yeah. The, that's and, why and I'm so, not, I don't but even go this is the, the same problem because remember a few years ago, Mike Vrabel had the same thing with my, Malcolm Butler's eye discipline or lack thereof eye discipline. Like here we are, what is this 2019 all over again? And Malcolm Butler's got bad eye discipline and Christian Fulton's got bad eye discipline where he's, he's playing for interceptions in man when he shouldn't be. And so, you know, the whole theme of, you know, Jeffrey Simmons said, you know, coach better play better doesn't resonate if you don't fix it a couple weeks ago after the Browns loss. It's, it, you know, is it just not working? Is it not getting through to Christian Fulton? I don't understand. Is he pressing? Does he have the yips? Is he now? Cause he also said that at the tail end of that video that Fulton uh, talking, he said, you know, I guess, you know, if, if you're covering everything, the only thing they're going to do is double moves. So he's gassing himself up saying, yeah, I'm locking everything down. So they have to do double moves, bro. You're not locking everything down. You're going to have a perfect quarterback rating after three of your first three games. Locking down what? Like, when they when they throw at you, you're either giving up a completion or a 30-yard penalty. <laughs> I don't think hands. he has the yips yet. I, I don't think I would I, – that could come, right? Because you get to a point where you don't believe in yourself, and then you have the yips, and then it's really bad. And then you you will be I, no, Here's Here's, I guess, but when I say the yips, maybe maybe that was the wrong word for it. He's pressing. I think it's because he knows he's giving up a lot of plays. And so he's thinking, I got to make a play. I got to make up. He's trying to make overcompensate. Yeah. He's trying to make up for everything in one play. And you can't do that. That's how you're going to get cut. Like, yeah, because, well, and if you don't make that play, you look really, really bad, right? Yes. He's so, and you clarified that in Vrabel, really. If he's trying to get the interception, they're not going to come unless you play your technique in the way that you are coached and the way the defense is called, right? I think that's that's the frustration from the coach's standpoint on Christian Fulton is they are calling a certain coverage and Christian Fulton is not defending that way. Yeah, if you, it, as a defensive back, you get your interceptions in the film room. And then you you recognize when those opportunities present themselves, but you don't go hunting for interceptions. That's how you get smoked. Hunting well, you go for hunting when you you need something, right? When you're yes, hunting. and, and you that's where he he needs interception. What you need is a stop, right? You need a, interceptions are great. They are bonus. Interceptions need to have the right opportunity meet the right preparation. You don't go hunting for interceptions or you're going to be done and out of the league. All right. I want you to, I want you to answer my, my front four question, but I also Austin, I am going to, I want you to do this before you answer my front four question. Okay. 
we heard a lot of other players in the locker room say, hey, it's on me. I've got to play better. We all got to play better. What should have Christian Fulton said instead of, I feel like I'm playing against the refs, <laughs> right? Like, what should have Christian Fulton said after that game? Because I think we can both agree and the chat could agree that what he said was probably not the right statement for a guy that just gave up that many yards. I've got to be better. My penalties are hurting my teammates. The refs are calling those penalties, so it's my job to adjust. I have to be better or my teammates are going to start looking at me and, you know, I'm giving up big-time plays and I can't keep doing that. As simple as that. Like, you can say, you can acknowledge the penalties and say, man, those are tough. But you know what? It's my job to adapt. Amani Hooker did it after Cleveland. Had the same type of thing. He was like, you know, that's how they're calling it, so it's our job to adjust to it. I don't like the way they're calling it, but I, it's not my. It's not up to me. I don't like the tush push, but if they're allowing it, we might as well do it, right? It's that whole thing. The I, I am that since you've brought the tush push up because it, it's been building, right? It built from last year over to this year, and it works so many different times. You watched that mm -hmm. game. I watched that game. The Rams were decimated at times because it's like, well. This is a first down. <laughs> like, yeah. you, uh, we've worked so hard to get to fourth and one or even fourth and two or third one, and it doesn't matter because that's going to work. I am curious to see how many other teams adopt it because I haven't seen as many as I feel like, as you alluded to, that should in yeah. those situations. It's, like, it's almost like um, there is a cheat code, right? But like a lot of people think that they're above the cheat code. It's like, oh, I don't, I don't use the cheat code. Well, I, I mean, like I'm over here make like, it's like I use, I do parlays with BetMGM. Like they're not like plus 500 parlays. They're like plus 180 to plus 200. Well, I'm making money because I'm hitting those. So it's, it's come, Christian McCaffrey. It's betting on Christian McCaffrey to score a touchdown every week. Yeah. Is like, does it make logical sense to do that? Well, maybe not, but the statistics show that it's going to work every money. single week. And yeah. if you put, if you put, you know, it, it may be my, it may not be great odds as as it is now because it's fourteen straight weeks. But you still should do it because it works. You don't go broke making a profit, right, Zach? That's right. All right, all right. So, uh, you may answer your front four question. Yes, they correlate, right? So the Titans' pass rush is not getting after quarterbacks like we expected them to. The Titans' DBs are probably hurting because of lack of pressure. But I also feel like. Opposing offenses are not allowing the Titans edge rushers and pass rush to get to them because they know they can throw quickly on these Titans DBs. So the Titans DBs are not challenging receivers at the line because they're afraid to get beat early. And so they're giving cushion, which allows quarterbacks to get rid of the ball fast. And therefore now you've got, uh, you're, you're just chasing constantly. You're chasing. And so why did it work against Joe Burrow? Because Joe Burrow couldn't move. So you and he couldn't complete the downfield throw until yesterday. And so when Joe Burrow can't move and can't throw down the field, you can play more aggressive on the on the receivers. And now your rush gets after a guy who can't move. So and it, it comes. I agree with that uh, analysis. It comes full circle to what we said at the beginning of the show of why we both felt that when Gardner Minshew came into that football game, he was just going to and he did this quick passes get the ball out of his hands have his route and have his, the wide receivers beat the corners or tight ends whatever it is 
and he stood in the pocket and it may have been a half a second, but he still got the ball out quickly, which affects everything. It affects the pass rush. Then the pass rush starts getting frustrated. I think we can all agree that the consistency of the front four is not what some of the other front fours in the NFL give you. Like, you know, and I, we keep bringing up the 49ers just because they're so damn good. But, like, you know that that front four is going to get after. Even the Cowboys' front four is dominant, right? You know that what you can expect. I think this year, my expectations are changing from this Titans' front four, and it's not in a good way. Yeah, I think the defense is something we're going to have to spend some more time on. But let's ask this qu- uh, quick question. Uh, how? What's the solution for Christian Fulton's bad play? What is the solution for Christian Fulton's bad play? I've seen a lot of suggestions uh, that are probably not realistic. But first, the Bone and Joint Institute is where you should turn for any injury. I drove by the Bone and Joint Institute uh, twice this weekend, uh, to and, and back from uh, past them in Franklin. It's a beautiful building. It's a great facility. They can help you out and get healthy from whatever injury is plaguing you in life. Injuries are always an inconvenience, so don't let it continue to linger and go get it fixed. Go get it checked out. Hopefully, you don't need surgery. If you do, the Bone and Joint Institute has the experts and the surgeons there, uh, the specialists for any type of injury, or if you just need some rehab uh, and some extra tools to help you rehab at home, they can teach you how to do that yourself uh, to get back on the road to recovery. So check them out online in Franklin, boneandjointtn.org. It is Sports powered by BetMGM. Download the app today. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports for new users. They're the king of the sports book. They got promotions. They've got a weekly parlay promotion where you, you play a little Barry Sanders game. You can get a, a parlay. I, I actually hit my parlay that I got from that eight nice. bit Barry Sanders game. So download the BetMGM app today and use that bonus code if you are a new user. It's ATOZ SPORTS. All right, so what's the solution for Christian Fulton's bad play? Here's the quote that Christian had after the game uh, loss to the Colts. I feel I was very technically sound today. Besides uh, one play, the one with 11 where he caught the out, that was on me, I guess. But for the most part, I think today was technically sound. It's hard to play against the refs and the receivers. It's just a bad quote from a guy that's not playing very well. Uh, So what's the solution? I've seen a lot, Zach of people saying the Titans need to trade Christian Fulton. And I jokingly asked people for the wrong answers only on Twitter. What should the Titans trade Christian Fulton for? And I got everything from, you know, a stack of gum to some Gatorade coolers to uh, old baseball players that you would trade Christian Fulton for. They're not going to trade Christian Fulton because Christian Fulton has no trade value. He's a player in the last year of his contract who is playing poorly. So what's the solution though? I think that's it's a valid question because they got to figure it out or he's going to keep hurting you, uh, especially when you're playing against you know Lamar Jackson on Sunday in London. Well, the chat is going with, and this is where I, I saw more of it, is punishment is bench him. Curtis, King, Demetrius, Jay, MB, bench, Troy, warming up the bench, bench. That is what I think Titans fans' solution, at least in the chat, overwhelmingly is that he needs to be punished. Go to timeout. Think about what you've done. Think about not looking for you know ball hawking and playing good coverage, playing your role within the defense. Um, we've seen players get benched before, right? And it is a form of punishment. 
I agree with you. Christian Fulton is not tradable. And it's the easiest thing to say, you know, trade him. And they're not going to cut him. I saw some, you know, cut him. They're not going to do that. And we've seen the Titans cut guys before, though. But Two, Parrish Cox and Jonathan Joseph. And Christian Fulton, I don't think, is in that category. But this is a very difficult question because what's the solution? If you keep doing the same thing and expecting a different result, that's insanity. So you don't want to be insane. I do think probably the next solution, I don't bench him. I, I let him play in London and start in London. But if these things continuously happen, you're going to have to find another solution in the form of a different player. I think I think you should sit him. I think to he, I think start he, London. Yeah, I think you should sit, especially because of how awful his comments were post game. Like if he, well, he I do. Like we he, don't we all agree? Vrabel's getting a little. He's getting it. a little, a little tired of it, right? Yeah. Like. He, he's been too much big of a topic of conversation. We've seen Vrabel's response to questions on Christian Fulton over the last several weeks. And Vrabel's the type of guy, when he gets tired of something, you're done. So I... And he's still coaching him, right? Like, and that's... No, yeah, whenever, he'll always right? coach him. But, no, like, but that's the thing, though. Like, whenever a coach stops coaching you, that's when you know you're over, right? But if the coach is still investing their energy into you, then yeah. you're still there, right? Like you when still she got stops texting you. He tells you everything that you need to know. <laughs> I, and so run left says he's not getting benched. I think, and there are some people saying, all right, well, who's the next man up? Well, the Titans are uh one and oh, when Christian Fulton doesn't play this season, they are one and three when he does. Now I'm not, it's not all on him, but Trey Avery had some struggles against Keenan Allen and the chargers offense, but he made a couple nice plays too. You know, I'm what's the difference between Christian Fulton and Trey Avery right now. Not Less much. penalties for Trey Avery. More earned yards. Like, Christian Fulton's giving up unearned yards because of his penalty situation. At least Trey Avery's out there battling and trying to do something and not just giving up penalties on, on pass interference calls down the field. And so I would sit Christian Fulton, dress him, let him watch. Make him go play special teams. Right? Like, Punish Zach... Him. Yeah, you're a basketball player. Whenever you can't shoot, go play defense. Go rebound. Maybe the shots will start falling. Go chase kicks. Do that. like Because maybe stuff. you go down there and you make a tackle and you get yes. some juice back. You get some confidence. And yeah, that and it's a form of punishment in that sense. But it also can be a confidence builder that, hey, I got knocked down a peg, but I need to prove to myself and everybody else I can still play. Give him one job. Give him one job to be a gunner on punt and say, go do this job like you're the best at it. And then focus on that. Do right. Depends on his personality. He, and, you got to have a little bit of dog in you to be that personality is making excuses. So that's not, why I don't want to play. That's why I say that it may not be setting him up for success. And I, 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 I don't want to speak out of turn because I don't know Christian Fulton. I don't know the personality. But if you're going to put him in a situation to be a dog, you got to have some dog in you to achieve that and get out what he, you know the purpose of it is. I don't think that he will be benched to start London. I don't think it's out of the question that he doesn't get benched if his play doesn't improve while in London. 
I think this is, I think the London game is a bonus. If the Titans win it, great. If they lose it, it's okay. It's a weird game. I know it's two and four, but I said, I think you can still win the division with a two and four start through the season. But I think you have a chance to see what somebody else can do. Let Fulton watch and then go to the bye week and see if he figures it out on the other side. Cause you gotta have, and I said the same thing with the offensive line. We asked the question with me and Jack last week, what's the Titans ideal offensive line? My answer was for Andre Dillard to be the starting left tackle. Your ideal situation is that Christian Fulton is top corner. But you have to get him to that. And right now, he's not anywhere close to being it. So I think you should sit him down and see if he learns from it. Andre says, uh, said all offseason, Fulton wasn't a one or a good two. Burks isn't a one either. We can talk about Burks later this week. Titans fans attacked and laughed at me. Now, well, we're five games now. Uh, and they're two and three within those five games. They've played well at times, and they've played they've played worse more than they've played good. And that's why they're two and three and not three and two, right? I mean, yeah. it's pretty simple on watching this team and what they represent. But Austin, they didn't make any sort of big jump. And I will say this every single week that I am on this show, Austin. The deeper we get into the season the bigger the business decisions are going to have to be at the quarterback position. Even if the quarterback's not the problem. Even if the quarterback is not the problem. And that involves Malik Willis and Will Levis and paying your starter $30 million. All right, Zach, let's wrap this show up with a Monday age game. This is always fun. A little age game, a little positivity in the show. Uh, but first, Wilson County Hyundai. Uh, that's who you should make a part of your new car buying process. Go see our friend Payne Bone and his team in Lebanon or online at wilsoncountyhyundai.com for your new ride to check it out. Uh, all their great inventory. Once again, wilsoncountyhyundai.com. So, uh, Zach, just as we always do for the age game, I have the chat hidden so I cannot see the answers. Let's see if I can get to three and two in the age game instead of two and three like the Titans. Okay, so let's go a little old school here. Okay. Saturday night, I watched the USC Trojans for the first time in their entirety. I needed them to cover 21 to win a parlay. That did not happen. And Lincoln Riley had some poor coaching at the end of that game against Arizona. But with the USC connection, they ended up winning and continuing to stay undefeated. And I saw my first real, you know, Caleb Williams. I've seen him play, but he has a unique feature. So we're going to play a little Kevin Bacon game of USC. That weekend actually had, was kind of a superstar studded weekend. And that includes one alum, Will Farrell going and DJing at a frat house. How <laughs> old is Will Farrell? That is the question. And mm. the first person, I'm going to put that in the comments. How old is Will Farrell? And you'll have your chance. But Will Farrell, anchorman and old school. I don't know if you caught that. But that is the question on what we're trying to do. How old is Will Farrell? Okay. Let's see here. I'm trying to see if I can do what I did for the uh, uh, Earl Campbell win that I had. So 
when and this is the best part is you, you they can't Google it because it's the first one to get it, right? Uh-huh, so like yeah. you can't speed. It, I mean some speed and speed. accuracy. So I think Anchorman came out in 2003 or 2004. Uh, I believe in my prior research, uh, Will Ferrell was around 36 or 37 when that came out, but I think he's older than 57. You know, he looks older than 57. <laughs> well, I don't know. There he looks. 25. There he looks young. He looks hip. <laughs> he, he looks like a kids. fifth year. He <laughs> looks like Steve Buscemi holding the skateboard. Um, my official answer. Will Ferrell is 61. That's my official answer. Final A to Z. Yeah. Final A to Z 61 oh. years old for Austin has, has guessed that Will Ferrell is 61 years old. Let's go to the chat. Mark D goes older 64. That is incorrect. Ashley goes 57. That is incorrect. Rooney, 52. No bueno. Cody, 60. That's wrong. Mm. 73. He's not walking around with a walker, Stephen. That is incorrect. Brent goes 62. That's wrong. 57 is also wrong. Matt says 69. That's nice, but that's wrong. Bork Borkington, 62. Wrong. Andre, 53, 67. We've already established is wrong. Jabu goes 63. That is wrong. We have our correct answer after all of that in the chat. And Austin, it is not 61 years old. Will Ferrell, with a birthday, July 16th, 1967, is is 56 56 years old really so, yeah and titans kyle is the champion of the age game 56 he looks older than 56 i'll give you that but when i saw that i was like this is going to be a good age game because i thought i thought we were going to get some older uh guesses and we did so titans kyle you are the champion of this week's age game. Congratulations. We are showering you with gifts and love and goodwill. Titans Kyle, congratulations. 56, Will Ferrell. I, I was right. He was 36 in Anchorman. If I would have followed my gut, I would have been right. Yep. You, you went with. Because I, I will say this, sometimes Will Ferrell looks really old, and then yeah. sometimes he doesn't look as old. I feel like when he grows his hair out and is a little unkempt, it's like David Letterman. When he when he just, I mean, he looked 75 when he did that, right? But he, he he's not. Mm-hmm. So Wait, uh, did 50- you say, what year was he born? July 16th, 1967. Okay, so 56. Man. Well, somebody in the chat says, Somebody, MB misheard you. Thought you said 56, 1956, but he was No, 67. he is 56. Born in 67. Born in 67. If I Man. misspoke, which I don't think I did. No, uh, you, you were right. I just saw the comment. And we, we've got a little, uh, maybe this is shade for you. I've seen this a lot in the comments. I, here, to wrap this show up, I thought that your tush push rant or little thing, I thought that was great. 
Thank you. A lot of people are saying that you were trying to be Skip Bayless. I'll come to your defense. I didn't think that at all. I thought that that was just frustration on why or you're not going around throwing your your jerseys at the trash can like a loser, but I'm not hyperventilating into a phone camera. Yeah, and you're not wearing a a, a necklace in Jordans. Yeah, <laughs> with the sports. Well, you don't know coat. what shoes I'm wearing. <laughs> you're not wearing a sport coat and a necklace and a t-shirt. No. So, um, yeah, I don't think you're Skip Bayless. I thought no. that rant was, uh, was I think very I'm, valid. I think I'm not Skip Bayless. I'm just correct. That's that's what I am. <laughs> well, now that sounds like Skip Bayless. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, hey, great show today. Uh, Mike Rabel addressing Titans media at noon. Sam will be live for Titans at two. So Titans at two this afternoon. I, I want to, you know, have Sam go ask about that fourth and one shotgun decision and maybe why the Titans are not adopting the tush push in the last year. It's allowed. That's something we can keep out with. So Titans at two with Sam every Monday and Thursday here on these same channels. But Buck Rising is live tonight for A to Z Sports Primetime at eight. Make sure you like the show before you head out of here uh, because we get great interactive audience today. Hit that like button on Facebook and YouTube before you leave. That goes a long way for us. Appreciate it as always. Have a great rest of your Monday.